0: Well, good morning, everybody. I'm Mary Jacobs.
1: <coughs>
0: this is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio, February 7, 2023. And thanks so much for being with us today. And if you're listening on the archives, thanks for being with us whatever day you're listening to us. All right, we archive everything over at ace-ed.org. Our home website is the American Consortium for Equity in Education. I always like to say our magazine is over there. It's our online journal, Equity and Access, this month honors all the COSA, all the COSA, that's our guest today, all the equity award winners we, uh, we, we, we we did. We had our equity awards. We gave out all of them, and every single person and every single company that won an equity award is honored in the issue. Please go over and check it out. Next year, maybe it'll be you or one of your colleagues or a company you work with okay? Well, we'll give you plenty of advance. You can get notice you can get all the uh, nominations in, etc. But But uh, please check out everything we're doing over there. We got seltoday.org. We have our com and every podcast over there, as well as the magazine at ace-ed.org. And I slipped the tongue. We're talking to COSIN today. All right, we're going to preview there, the Consortium on School Networking. We're going to... Uh, Uh, preview their conference which is coming up in the middle let me give you the exact dates okay it's coming up march 20th to the 23rd in beautiful austin texas uh uh, we hope you can go there and uh, we're going to learn all about it today and get you all excited about going over there and seeing what's happening with two special guests let me bring them on i've got michelle sangara Okay, Dr. Michelle Sangara is the director of academic innovation at York University in in Toronto, Canada. Hi, Michelle. It's Larry here.
1: Hi, Larry. How
0: are you? Oh, I'm fine. I have a hello for you today from my good friend Robert Martellacci.
1: Oh, you know Robert? Oh, how wonderful! Oh, I know him well. Yeah, look at that. The world is a small place.
0: It it is. And I I told him you were coming on the show. We got all excited. to make sure you say hello. So, in oh, Robert runs mindshare, yeah. Yeah, he's he's a good guy, okay? And that's a good connection between you and I and Holly. How are you today, Holly Doe?
2: I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. Do you know
0: where I am, Holly?
2: Where are you located?
0: Cornish, Maine.
2: Oh, my goodness. I'm a maine like you. Wow. (laughs) That's great. It is great. I'm going to have to look on the map now.
0: Okay, come down to Cornish. We have some great places, and I'll see you when you're here, and I'll take you out to lunch.
2: Sounds <laughs> good. Okay. Okay,
0: because we go up to Rockland, where you are. You know, not not today. The weather's still nutty here. Well, today's beautiful, but uh, uh, the weather's oh, still nutty yeah. in Maine. But then this morning, we go up to Belfast a lot, right in your neighborhood okay, in Camden yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Okay. Holly, while I make friends with Holly here, Holly Doe is the Director of Technology for Regional School Unit 40, okay, which is the way we break down the districts, okay, in the mid-coast of Maine, Rockland, Maine, and a COSIN board member. So, boy, it's great to know both of you. Hi, Holly. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to today's show.
1: Happy to be here.
0: Yeah, it's going to be fun. Okay. All right, so so the COSIN Conference, okay, let me get the dates down again. Hold on, I just want to make sure I get it right. The COSIN Conference, March 20th to the 23rd. I got it linked here on the website, but it's at COSIN.org, okay? it's. I'm going to let you guys talk about it. Michelle, how'd you get this job? Talk about it. Go ahead. Tell me what's <laughs> happening. I
1: okay. was really excited, actually, and uh, approached by COSIN to, to be one of their two wow. keynotes at the event. And it's really exciting for me. I work in systemizing innovation, Larry. So here in Toronto, but also uh, in, in the public sector here in Toronto, working for the university uh, system. But when you think of education, it exists everywhere, right? It exists in our homes, in our workplaces, in our schools, obviously, and then also in the, our higher education environments. And they seem to connect with some of my work around trying to bring connectivity to people doing cool things. What can we learn from each other? Hmm. How can we do it in a streamlined way?
0: Wow, it, it's great. And the the theme of the conference is reimagine redesign renew okay and you know when i saw that your title is director of academic innovation and then i read what Mm -hmm. the theme was reimagine redesign renew it kind of brought it together what's your keynote address going to be all about if you can give us a little hint
1: sure well first this is the themes themselves, Larry, I think are really important. You know, we, we these terms come around all the time, but it really, when I think of those three words, I really think that at this level, with this kind of a conference, with these kinds of power and decision makers being present about education, it really gives me a lot of hope. It gives me a lot of hope that we're ready to have some of these bigger conversations about um, how we need to make some changes, you know, the world in the last couple of years has been pushed to a breaking point. A lot of our public systems have, health and education alike. So it's really exciting to have so many people, decision makers and um, strategic thinkers alike, you know, being in that room all together where we can start to have some of these conversations that I'm going to spark with my keynote, but they're going to be sparked all, all, all along <laughs> those three days, Larry, and all the sessions.
0: Well, you're going to get them going. I can already tell you're going to get them going, Michelle. This is pretty good. <laughs> <Have you> got,
1: <laughs> this is going to be great. And, you know, you are
0: absolutely right. I mean, the world has changed. And I have to say I've been in education for a long time now, okay? And, frankly, uh, education over the uh, over the past uh, 200 years hasn't changed that much, okay? Right. We need to start changing, all right? The paradigm, wow. the shift, and that's why I love working with Cosen so much, because we're about networking. It's about connections. Yeah. It's about technology. All right? We're in the mm-hmm. 21st century, and it's time to make a change. And if anything, the pandemic brought it to the forefront. So we do have to reimagine. We do have to redesign. And we do have to renew. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. I was talking to somebody yesterday here on the show, and we were talking about the teacher shortage. You're going to love this one, Holly. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, talk about the teacher shortage. And we were talking how hard it is to get people interested in in a teaching career, and he said, a teaching career, he said, we're having trouble getting people interested in jobs because they don't want to leave their house, okay? Mm -hmm. They're working at home more and more. A lot of people can't even imagine putting on a shirt and tie or getting all dressed up, you know, and, and, and going to work, getting in the car and commuting 45 minutes. And the world has changed, and schools have to reflect change in the world. Okay, because we're mm-hmm. getting kids ready for the new for a new era, all right, and that's a big responsibility. Okay, but the the ed tech stuff and the 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 networking is is one of the ways we're going to be able to do it. Holly, what do you think of my brilliant speech just now?
2: Well, um, I was, as I was thinking about and then the remember, Holly, I'm the host. Listening. I could
0: cut you off at any second. Oh no, just kidding. <laughs>
2: No. Uh, no, I was thinking about the admin shortage too, and you know the IT yeah. um, team. Our shortages we're experiencing everywhere, and I was just talking. My husband's in. Um, he's a network engineer, and he works oh, from wow. home. And there. There
0: you go. Excuse me. I said there yeah, you go. We so work from home. Yeah.
2: He works from home, and they're having no thoughts of going back. So um, I think we, you know, that added flexibility. Um, you know, this theme. We kind of came to this. I'm on the. I'm one of the conference chairs um, for the conference this year, and I also worked on the conference um, theme last year. But we kind of came to this because we've been in that um, place where you know COVID was such a different environment, and we feel yep. like we're coming out of it. But a lot of schools have made changes. And a lot of schools are right where they were, and in some ways, there's a little backtrack now of, well, you really can't work from home, you know, that doesn't make sense. I need you in the office. So, I, you know, I think we are at a critical time of, let's do that, let's reimagine, redesign, renew, um, and and think about these these changes we need to make. Well, and you're and both really you picking
1: you up on one of those main conference. You know, Larry, you were asking what are the highlights that they are picking up. You know, in the title of the. The closing keynote I'm gonna I'm gonna be delivering is this word post digital right like robust building wow. robust systems of innovation in a post digital world like what does that mean well the world you know the digital age is kind of what we called mid 20th century which was that shift from industrial the industrial model which we all remember and to informational so from, from industry to information being a commodity and it was really a large part of the digital age was about the economy and about how uh, goods and services were changing in relation to technology coming out. Now we're in this post-digital phase, which is what we're interested in looking at here and how I'm conceptualizing it, is the impact of that digital revolution on our social and cultural systems. So exactly what we're talking about. Technology existed, it shifted the way we live, now what? what? What has that done? How have some of our innate ways of being with ourselves and each other species, how have they shifted? in response to the, the this information technology and the pervasive nature of it. And this is exactly what you're talking about in education here. This this idea of do we need to be in the same physical space with each other anymore? Mm-hmm. What are the values of being in the same physical space? And how can we start to look at teaching and learning as different having different components Some of which we can take advantage of technology in certain ways and potentially that looks like distance, time and space being disrupted and you don't need to be in the same physical space and then leveraging technology in other ways to promote the connectivity that we experience in the same room.
2: It's, it's,
0: it's, the whole thing is absolutely fascinating, and I'm going to ask you. You're director of academic innovation. I love that title at Canada's <laughs> York University. And I do. Okay, mm-hmm. and but, uh, this is going to be one of the funnier questions I ask. Uh, what Perfect. has been innovated lately? What, what, what's the what's what are the innovations in academia these days? I'm am well, asking that, and I'm not asking it kiddingly. I'm asking it seriously.
1: No, no, okay? absolutely,
0: and and and. and, and uh, yeah, we got to we we got to change things, especially in teacher education, which we can get into in a little while. But go ahead, tell me what's oh, going
1: on. Oh, you're going to open that know, doors box, are you, Larry? You yeah. can open and the yeah. short is short by you can open teacher education. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> the, um, the broad stroke, I, I'm going to I'm going to categorize it because it, at York University it is the second largest university in Canada. We're also one of the most diverse universities ethnically and socioeconomically in Canada, which means when you play in our sandbox, when you innovate here at York university, you are doing it with a really representative sample of folks all over the world. So we are focusing on one broad category of innovation and it, and it focuses around one of those theories that um, uh, it's called entangled pedagogy. And it was coined the term was wow. coined by Tim Fawns outside out of the Edinburgh Medical school, are you familiar with it, Larry, Entangled no, Pedagogy? No, I'm not.
0: Go ahead. No, go ahead.
1: Okay. So you would think, like, people on this call or people, people listening to this conversation right now might not think that this is a groundbreaking shift. But as you just talked about, teacher education, mindsets are key when you're looking at innovative, innovating on the front lines. So Entangled Pedagogy is basically getting rid of the dichotomy between teaching and technology. Teaching and technology are no longer separate things. Thank it, you. It, it is not Thank one you four, Thank you. Right? I mean, every, we're pushing to the choir on this call. Thank you. But we're going to, yeah,
0: you yeah. know. Well, it, I, I, I've summed, summed that up. I've summed book. that up over the years. I've summed that up over the years. Here's <laughs> way. We, we never called, well, before technology, we never said the word education chalk or education blackboard. <laughs> we just called it education. <laughs> Okay, technology is the tool we use. Now, we don't have to separate – there's no such thing as education and ed tech. Okay, it's all the same thing. Okay, I couldn't agree yeah, with and, you more.
1: And let's go one step further. And I know that we, we do like to word, use the word tool a lot, and I'm not against it. It's, yeah. it's not the only way I would use to describe technology because I know, you know, we're all very focused, as we should be, on equity, diversity, and inclusion issues. Uh, the technology is also uh, – can play a pivotal role on centering – Universal design principles, for example. Yeah, so
2: there you it's
1: not—it's—it's it's not even a tool. It's—it's a—it's a method. It's a—it's a methodology. It, it's, it's a, a component millil. of teaching. Yes.
0: It's an environment. It really is. It's an environment.
1: It, it's a—it's a mindset. So we it, to, to go back to your original question, we work a lot on shifting mindset. So d- d- detangling. Um, uh, the, the adoption attitudes, the, the aversion to technology, all of the frustrations that are real, Larry and Holly. We know them to be real. The, I, the, the line that teachers have to wait in when they have an IT issue, you know, the technology <coughs> enough. Like there are serious things. You have to listen to instructors talk about their frustrations. But we are trying to, to unpack all of that and come to, at them with a, a more cohesive, connected view of what teaching is, which involves inherently technology.
0: Wow. Holly, you're one of the you're one of the uh, center points of the uh, conference this year. You're on the conference board. How long have you given Michelle to do her uh, uh, her, her keynote? Because it could be quite a while and I it's gonna be very oh, well. Goodness. For
2: yeah, I think I think she's well, yeah, like you said, the energy I think we're so excited yeah. um for this keynote um uh, because of the energy she brings. Um, but I think it, um, it's, a, what is it, about an hour <laughs> <we have> <laughs> or so? We're going to frame the conversation in
1: 20, and then we're going <laughs> to chat about it. And I say, you know what? There is a lot I'm excited about, about coming to this conference. It's is my first time as well. I'm very excited. Everyone's just oh, been wow. amazing at closing. Wow. Um, but what I'm most excited about is the offline conversations, all those conversations that happen out around the water cool, as it were, around a conversation yeah. at a conference. you we know it.
0: Right, I mean, you're, you, you know, and uh, the point is, uh, ms Michelle Holly. I mean, you're really generating excitement, and this is the time of technology, okay, in education, okay, and we've been saying that for a long time, but the pandemic made a difference, and I'm telling you, this is the first real conference, the first real year we've had since the the pandemic that people can really I, go and and do. And all that sort of thing. And the time has come. We have to make changes, which brings me over to Holly. We're going to talk about the conference in detail. But Holly, when you look at Mid Coast Maine, okay, which is everybody is Rockland and Camden, you know, all these touristic cool places, okay, that are over in the Mid Coast. Right. And please go to Belfast, which is outside RSU 40, but it's still <laughs> one of my favorite towns. Okay. And, okay. Is that okay, Holly, if I do that one? Can I push Belfast?
2: You can pull, push Belfast. I'll push uh,
0: with Cassid and... Uh, oh, I roll. love Wiscasset. I love Scott. Oh, my God, I love this yep. place. Okay. Red, oh, yeah. Reds. Yep. Reds. Yeah, red seafood. Red okay. Yep. Yeah, I know. I know. Red lobster rolls. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> it's great <laughs> stuff. But seriously, when you look at the mid-coast of Maine, just, and that's really a good typical part of the world, okay? I know it pretty well. Okay, you're director of technology. Okay, what do you see happening with technology and and the teachers and all that sort of stuff? You know, this is why the COSA thing is so important, because people are going to talk to Holly and Holly's going to talk to a lot of people and there's going to be a lot of interaction. What's happening in in the RSU 40?
2: Yeah, and so there's a lot happening. um, And I think one of those things is kind of that that entanglement that Michelle talks about. Um, we're seeing more and more of that um, really good entanglement where um, technology is being used in really, really amazing ways. um, And it's all about the pedagogy and what the teachers are doing in the classroom. Um, So we don't just have a tech committee. You know, we have a technology and a curriculum group that meets and talks about these things and how they weave together. Um, But, you know, we're really rural here. Um, So um, we've got little really? five elementary schools some of those schools have less than 100 students so it's it can be a challenge you know to get the internet into the equitable issues that we have um, are our mm-hmm. challenges so it's really nice when you go to a conference like this you can share those stories you can meet up with other people um this year cosen for the first time at the conference is doing a rural um rural school summit so normally they do Great. a large district summit every Great. year on sunday this year, we're making sure that we are covering those rural and small schools as well.
0: That is, that is so darn important. I have to say something. You said it before that your husband's an IT manager. He works out of the house. One of, one of the things that's changed, okay, and this is so important, you know, for people, for people to get jobs, okay, they would have to leave rural areas and go to cities in many, many cases, okay? But the world has changed. The world has changed. Okay. My wife's office is in Boston. I live in Cornish, Maine. She hasn't gone to Boston in in the last seven months. Okay. Cause everything's done remotely now. Okay. And it's the same thing for the kids in, I'm just using Rockland as an example. Your people can look it up on the map. It's on the coast of Maine. Okay. It's the same thing for those kids. Which by the way, it's a very nice city. Okay. And those kids that, that town can sustain its population because the work that can be done can be done from anywhere these days and that's an important thing and that's an important thing for our schools to remember okay things have changed things have Mm. changed and then and again the technology is at the core of it okay the tech to me all right and so you know all the things that we're doing in technology in schools all the things we're innovating Okay, are going to make all the difference in the world, you know. And so you're looking forward to the rural thing, and the, what, what else are you what are you looking forward to, Michelle, over at the, the Co- Coast and Conference?
1: Oh well, like I say, I really am excited to to have those uh, conversations, uh, just off the books, as it were, in the hallways, things that. Things um, uh, always take such a the, – the, the passion and engagement of educators and administrators, in, even in the education field, never ceases to amaze me, Larry. So I'm, I'm really excited to be around that passion and see yeah. what kind of – you know, this is true to my – I guess you're really seeing how, how dedicated I am to innovation because it's all about the emergent trends <laughs> that are going to happen at the conference themselves. But, of course, also my fellow keynote, Michael Horn, I can't wait to hear his talk on the invention <laughs>
0: It's going to be terrific. And actually, it brings up another thing since we're doing hands across the border today, okay, with Canada U.S. <laughs> I mean, and, I'm, and I'm curious, when you look at Canadian education, okay, oh. which you are very familiar with, Michelle, Okay. Mm-hmm. You, then you, you look at American education. Okay, although although the, mm-hmm. all the countries are very close. Okay, there is a difference. What and What do you see in terms of what, what's Canada bringing to the table? What's America bringing to America? What's the U.S. bringing to the table? Hmm. Interesting
1: question. And how do I yeah. get myself? How do I stay in the neutral waters on the answer to this question? Is is, is, the, is the answer? Um, yeah, I know, cool. who wants to stay neutral? Where's the fun in being neutral? Yeah. The, the, again, you know, my brother my brother works in the, in the healthcare sector and I'm in education and there are a lot of similarities here in, in Canada. They're both publicly funded obviously um, yep. and accessible more accessible. The, the, the Canadian system, I think I, I want to take it back to teachers because I really do believe, like we always focus on the student and the student is our primary concern but if you don't, for example, if you if you think of parenting as well, if you don't think about the quality of your own wellness, it will negatively impact the life of your wow. child the same way it would a teacher and a student. So I love to focus on the wellness of instructors, the quality of life wow. of an instructor in the classroom, because that is going to inevitably positively impact the student experience. So in Canada, the the salaries, for example, you can't, you can't look beyond what it means to have um, dedicated salary bands that are, are, not poverty level, right? You you know, you're starting off with a a, a livable wage. You have insurance here on top of the universal healthcare system. So instructors are not, the the burden I feel at times, and this is where I need Holly and you to to give me the American perspective, but the burden I feel sometimes American teachers face having to take care of themselves and their families while also caring for the students in their classrooms, I feel like it's an unrealistic expectation,
0: you know, something. Well, you just brought up something that invariably is the number one challenge out there in American schools. That's what we call, I think you do too, social emotional learning. Okay, exactly. And that affects. Yeah. If the social emotional aspect affects both teachers, all right, and students, and you know, we put a lot of the time into the students, but more and more we're putting more time into the teachers. And that comparison you just made was was really. That was that was incredibly clever, but you're, you're exactly right, okay? You take away the pressure of health care. You take away all well, that sort of stuff. It, it it makes your life easier. There's less pressure on you. Holly, what are and your did, thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. Michelle, did you want to say something? No, more? no,
2: no, no. go ahead.
0: Don't. Holly, you're right. No,
2: I, you know, I, Yeah, I I think that's um, absolutely critical to build up that resilience. Um, It makes me think of, you know, how different our school systems are, though, um, American school systems, with um, the time. I I worked in a district where teachers didn't have – There was two workshop days in the entire school year. And in this district that I'm in now, we have early release days um, every month. We have workshop days set aside in the school year. We have PLC time built into the schedules. So it's time for teachers to do the work that they need to do to meet the needs of the students. And there probably still isn't enough time. But there is such differences, I think, um, amongst different school systems for that, and, and to build in that, um, yeah, social emotional support for our our staff.
0: Yeah, that's one thing I don't know, it, 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 Michelle. Is it is it by province? Uh, is it, is it are there school districts up there, or is it provincial total? Up, up yeah, Canada? our
1: provinces are equi- are equivalent to your states, and so that it's a provincially funded model. Yes, uh, so so all, all, all of, of Ontario.
0: All of Ontario has one administration, so to speak.
1: Correct. And then there are elements that, you know, when you get down to the district level, similar to uh, the American system, I would assume. You know, there are certain uh, preconditions, certain accountability you have to the province in terms of the funding that you're given. But then there's always um, room to play. There's always room to build your own vision of teaching and learning within your institution and your school. And what I love that you're, what I love that's being uh, highlighted here is the components of a system, because this is what, you know, when you're a system thinker, when you go into education often, or healthcare, or any other big, large, publicly funded um, element of society in this post-digital age, these phases are big, they're monoliths, and and things have changed so quickly, how do one, how does one keep up? And that's where, this is probably my mother's German heritage coming through, I'm like very (laughs) practical and efficient team. So it's like, okay, we're big. (laughs) we don't move quickly, right? But we're very powerful. There are assets and there are challenges when you are the size of a public education system. What are the components of that system? How then do we look at addressing those different components in an orderly, in a way, in an in a, in a, um, engineered, uh, strategic manner so that the dominoes fall in the direction that, that we need to be going, which is more responsive and resilient. And towards that human-centered approach to education, that's a, something I think is so uh, wonderfully ironic about the shifts that we're experiencing. Technology is going to bring us back to being more human, everybody. Isn't I, that amazing? I, I think that's what's going to – right? Isn't that wonderful?
0: You know, it's, it's, it's just absolutely amazing. And on that note, let me swing back to Holly. Holly, the, the, the theme of the conference is reimagine, redesign, renew. Okay? Now, we renew means that we're going to do, you know, post-pandemic. But reimagine and redesign is are real, two cool, really cool words. Okay, and just take your school district, this wonderful school district. Okay, on the main coast, just, for people haven't been there; they should be. Okay, it's just great. When you think about reimagining or redesigning technology up there, a need to, for what the teachers need. What are your thoughts for the next year or two? What would be your dream thing to do? What so you,
2: we Yeah, whatever. Yeah, some of the some of the stuff we're doing um we're looking at um we're using the term future ready. Um and so we're looking at you know what does a future ready classroom look like. And this is just some of the reimagining um that we're doing and we're doing it around design thinking. You know, I had a workshop at the Good. beginning of the school year where I got got to know some staff and we did a um design um structure called oh goodness um I'm going to forget what it's called, right now, but it was basically a design thinking exercise, and we worked through, you know, what's happening now and, and what's what's important. And the, at the center of all of this was that human design element. You know, who's affected by the by the things we're talking about now? It's the students, it's the teachers, um, it's the administration, it's it's even parents. Um, As so we worked through all those stages. Of, you know, what are some experiments we can begin to try in our future-ready classrooms? Um, and then at the end, we come down and we try to call it down to one idea um, that everybody can go back and try. But, of course, some of the ideas they have, they, they can't do unless I make sure on my end, as a, as a leader of technology, that I'm budgeting, that I'm planning, um, that I'm incorporating and changing, you know, our technology plan as we go, because without that change um, and those, those additions or deletions or whatever it is, um, we can't make those um, positive forward changes
0: well, wow. and what what are the questions that usually pop up from your from your teachers that you're going to carry with you and look look to solving at the conference? What's the big stuff that that pops up all the time?
2: <laughs> well and, and you know a, a lot of stuff pops know. up but
0: just what, what first comes yeah. to your head because you go to the conference I guess, there's ton of exhibitors there's all these um uh, you know uh, um i can't think of the word little meetings. i can't think of the word okay what are what happens presentations yeah, so I, I,
2: yeah. when i go to the conference i think i'll be looking i always look for that balance for myself of what i what i attend um that, that's that's I guess, what I would consider more educational and what vendors or partners I would talk to that are more on the education side of things um, versus that whole thing that we all have to take care of, which is that cybersecurity and data privacy side of things. And so when it comes to the teachers in our district, I think a lot of the times, you know, you don't want to stifle that innovation. You want to make sure things can happen in the classroom, but we're always coming back to that um, data privacy. And so for me it's um how can I communicate that well? What are other districts doing around this that I can explain that why to my teachers, that I can protect them without always having to you know, there's certain things I'll do with cybersecurity, but ultimately all of that is working towards supporting the educational piece of it. So Wow, it's
0: just it's just there's so much on your plates right now, which just, it's just amazing. I mean, it's just it's incredible. This is, this is what, this is all the changes that we're going to see happening for goodness sakes. It's, it's, it's just, it's just great. So are you going to have a good time? Have you ever been to Austin before Michelle?
1: I have. I was at South by Southwest uh, eating you and go. the music festival. <laughs> I was there for the right. education South by Southwest, but and the, uh, uh kicked it through to the music. So I'm looking forward to all the good barbecue. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> that's that's great. Have you ever been there before, Holly? to
2: Austin? Uh, only for planning purposes for this conference. So I'm excited to go back and try more food, like <laughs> uh, it's all about get the food. Out there. It's all about the
1: food. <laughs>
0: and, and actually, yeah. which is a very good point. What was your favorite, Holly? What was your favorite thing about Austin? Which
2: is a great town. Uh, well, so and I, ha- I hate to say this, so. So we got out to restaurants that were just really close, and I think that's what will be fun about going back, is that I will have my peers around me and we'll be able to kind of branch out further into the city. I haven't seen enough of it yet, but I'm excited to go back.
0: You're going to love it, and anybody who goes to the conference is going to love it. You two really, you're going to bring a lot to this conference, and you're going to come back with a lot, too, and it's just great stuff. i got to thank you both for being here today. Thank you. This is great. I love meeting you both.
1: Thank you so much. Always Thank an you. amazing, wonderful. Whenever we get to speak with people who are as passionate about education as, as we need to be, this is this is one of those things that can change the world, right? Teaching and learning. Okay. Yeah,
0: hopefully, hopefully we will do that. Absolutely, indeed. And Holly, if you ever get down here to a beautiful Cornish, Maine, let me know.
2: <laughs> I'll come visit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's
0: nice down here. It is the, we're in the foothills oh, right. of the Wade Mountain. You go up to the top of my road, you can see Mount Washington. Okay, that's how cool it is. Oh. It's great stuff. Yeah. Great stuff. Yep. Okay. Thank you both ladies. I'll be back. Take there. care. So, all right, thank, thank you. you. Okay. You're welcome.
1: This, there's see you there.
0: <laughs> this is great. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.
1: Bye-bye.
0: <laughs> Bye. Wow, what fun, what lovely ladies. Holly Doe from RSU 40 in Maine up in Rockland, was a great town. Okay, and also, really a great town, and Michelle Sangara from York University in Canada. She's the Director of Academic Innovation. Holly is the Director of Technology at RSU 40. We'll archive over at ace-ed.org. Thanks for listening. I'm Larry Jacobs.